Good morning. How are you? Good to hear. Um, so yeah, as Sam said, my name is Kendall Fike. I live in Edmond, Oklahoma, where I serve as director of children's ministry and community outreach at the Springs Church. Um, I am also a graduate student at Oklahoma Christian University School of Theology in their culture and Christianity program. Let me tell you something about myself. All of those things that I just said, I have never in a million years thought that I would be able to identify with those terms. Never. So this month, you're talking about identity. You've also shifted from the name of chapel to the well. Um, Recently, I listened to Sam's talk at the beginning of this semester, explaining the reasoning for this change. I found it to be a beautifully symbolic picture for identity and having these conversations. There's also been a few other changes I never imagined happening. York College changed to York University in the process. I became a children's minister somehow in the last couple of years. I find this to be a major change for myself because I do not relate to the stereotypical image or expectation I had in my mind of what makes a children's minister a children's minister. Um, I grew up with a children's minister who she had children of her own. She had years of experience in ministry, in raising her children. She was a wonderful storyteller and artist and narrator. I don't really relate to those things. I don't have kids of my own. I don't have years of experience. I'm not the most artistically gifted person. I'm like sufficient enough. I can get by. I'm also really bad at puppets. I feel like that's like a major children's minister qualification. I just, I can't do it. God didn't give me that talent. (laughs) So over the years, I've really questioned my identity and who I identify as being a children's minister. Feeling inadequate in my job is a struggle for me most days, and it's something I'm constantly battling. Even preparing for this morning, I had fears and doubts and anxieties creeping in. Who am I to talk about being adequate in my identity through Jesus when I don't even know if I can say that every single day? I am constantly asking myself in my job, in what ways did I mess up today? Who did I forget to check in on? How in the world can I recruit more volunteers so we can fill all the classrooms on Sunday morning? And my favorite question of all, what is that kid's name again? It's just hard sometimes. But my identity being adequate versus inadequate doesn't always have a lot to do with me. Of course, there are degrees and training and things that you can pursue to be better at whatever it is that you are doing, and I don't want to discredit that whatsoever. But I felt because I didn't choose elementary education or something else that would have fit into this category, I couldn't be good at what I was doing. The plans and dreams that I had for my life have not come into fruition. In fact, the very things I said that I would never do, I said I never wanted to go to grad school, I said I never wanted to work for a church, I said I never wanted to live in Edmond, Oklahoma, all the things are literally happening right now. But I think that that is on purpose. I have felt lacking in a lot of different ways over the last couple of months. But what has been able to get me up every morning and enjoy the ministry that I am doing is because I believe that God has placed me in a community that encourages me to do it. They give me the adequacy to be made whole. A major piece of the puzzle of feeling adequate is that we think we can do it alone. 
You are inadequate if you think you can do it all alone. God didn't make you to be by yourself. There is true transformation from God that comes from community. When people are together, that gathering becomes the very indwelling presence of God. He is with you. The community of God is sometimes messy and uncomfortable, and honestly, it's pretty awkward a lot of the time, but that doesn't mean that we need to avoid it. We were made to build and foster relationships and true human connection with one another. There's risk involved, and it's hard, but you cannot ever fully experience being adequate without having that community that loves and supports you. In Paul's letter to the Ephesians, he writes, In him, Christ, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you, too, are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. The you that Paul writes here is the plural form of you. It's like if I was to dress you all as y'all. You all. It's a group of people. All of us together are a singular temple or gathering place for God. Together we fulfill the dwelling place for his spirit. The community of God can take shape in a lot of different ways. I'm not just talking about this setting or church on a Sunday morning. Maybe you find community in God through worshiping with a group of people. Maybe it's serving alongside your teammates. Maybe it's late night conversations with your roommates that weren't really planned but have had some of the most profound impacts on who you are. It has become increasingly popular in recent years for people to call themselves spiritual, but not religious. Christ followers, but not Christians. Many don't want to be associated with the negative connotation of the word Christian or group of Christians. Frankly, at times, I don't really blame people for that. Associating with Christ is cool, but maybe not his church. This isn't what Jesus would have done, and it's not what you were made to do either. The type of community that I'm talking about here is the kind that is a collectivist community, not individualistic. In Jesus's final prayer before he was crucified, he prayed that his followers would recognize that they are eternally knit together and that their testimony would bring even more people to know and experience his love. He said, I'm not asking on behalf of these alone, but also for those who believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. Just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe in me. Jesus views God's community as a collectivist community. He came to establish an entire group of people, not just one person or one ethnic group. He came for all of us. He will transform my heart because he is over all creation. It's not really me and Jesus or you and Jesus. It's all of us together. If we can start thinking more in terms of we than me, the feelings of inadequacy fade away and we step into a community of belonging and love and support. That's what God designed you to be a part of. Being in Christ and finding identity in God's work through Christ is the only place where healthy identity can occur. Finding this adequate identity cannot occur on a solo trek or a lone path or all out by yourself. Pouring into other people and in turn being poured into fills the void that so many feel leading to being inadequate. Adequacy is only available when the power of God is in us and transforms us. 
I want to encourage you to step into the community that you were designed to be a part of. It's not easy, and sometimes it hurts, and sometimes it's really awkward, but we cannot fully experience all that we were created to be and do without being a part of community, how we were made to be adequate in Jesus. As we go our separate ways this morning, I want to read you a prayer and a blessing. This morning, as we are gathered here uniquely in all of history, we particular people in this singular time and place, we want you to accomplish your purposes among us, God. Tune our hearts to the voice of your spirit. Wake us to be present to you and to one another in these shared hours we are given. For it is in you, O Lord, who have so gathered us from our various places, and you alone know our hearts and our needs. Among us are some who arrive anxious, some who are lonely, some who suffer pain and sorrow. May we find our joys, find our grace to enter into the sorrows of others. Among us are some who arrive rejoicing, hearts made glad by good news and good health, glad anticipation. May we in our sorrows find grace to embrace the joys of others. Let us prize these moments and care for one another deeply. For each of us, our relationship to one another is precious and fleeting. Breathe upon our gathering, O Spirit of God. Grant each of us the place to humbly receive and faithfully serve, that we might know in this brief gathering a foretaste of that greater communion yet to come. Father, enlarge our hearts. Spirit, expand our vision. Christ, establish your kingdom among us. Be at work even now, O Lord. May your will in us in these hours be accomplished. Thank you so much for spending your time with me this morning, and thank you, Sam, for letting me come and share with you. Thank you.